0: Hey guys, it's (laughs) it's holiday time. It is already. I'm I'm so excited. I am, but it was terrified.
1: It was just Halloween.
0: Literally, just, I literally wish it was still Halloween. I feel like
1: November always just rushes by. Oh,
0: every time. And then you throw Thanksgiving in there and then. Right. Yeah. I Are you ready?
1: I am. Especially we've had nicer weather and that's helped a lot. It's been like decent Oh, year. to
0: get things done.
1: Oh, I thought you meant am I ready like for the holidays in that's terms what, of like. Yeah, that's what oh, I Oh, in terms of like shopping and all that stuff. Yeah. Done.
0: Okay. Oh, you're way ahead of me. Done. Now if. But I have an entire family to buy just, for <laughs> get all, it together all the what? shipping, shipping companies well currently yeah.
1: having it out with a specific one oh that i won't mention on here
0: yeah well probably a good idea um i'm nearly ready we've started the family traditions around here we went and saw the lights at the zoo oh, yeah. tomorrow's our big cookie bake mm. so that'll be fun um and i have no idea what to get my two-year-old grandson because he has everything
1: That's so hard. That's my niece and nephew. Your niece and nephew. Yeah. I think we decided. I talked to my sister, and I was like, "What if we just take them? Because they're four and three, so Mm -hmm. like, they understand things. So we're going to take them to the children's museum.
0: Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, because I'm all for experience over. Oh yeah. Material, and they have everything.
0: I know, but Abe's too young. He doesn't understand that. Right. So. He just wants to open presents. Exactly. And his dad said, get him iTunes gift cards, and that's not fun for a two-year-old to open. Well, so he can get all the movies. Right. I mean, it makes sense, but at least back when my kids were that age, they could open up DVDs and have them not get an iTunes gift card. card. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so I went to Vegas.
1: You did. You just got back. I did. Because you look tan.
0: No, I was never in the sun.
1: Well, you look darker than when you left.
0: Oh, there was the one day at the Audigy shop; it was a little warm.
1: Did you? Are you wearing a different makeup?
0: No, I'm wearing less makeup.
1: (laughs) Oh, maybe. I don't know. Your natural skin tone is darker than the makeup here. (laughs) Maybe.
0: I got you something while I was there.
1: No way. (laughs) Yes. Literally. So when I was there earlier, it was what, like the week before it opened, or like three days before it opened. Yeah.
0: And uh, he's talking about Zach Bagans' Haunted Museum. I am. I got him a stocking cap. I know Carter doesn't listen to the show. I got him one as well.
1: Uh, you know. Thank you. You I are so that.
0: welcome. We forgot to introduce our our new kind of sort of member of the podcast. Oh,
1: yeah. We are. We went um, from a duo to a trio.
0: We did. His name is James. Say hey. Hey. He's, he's Producer James.
1: He's, a, he's Producer James.
0: I think we should come up with a nickname for Producer
1: James. We understood James. that. Podcasting isn't as simple and easy as just speaking into a microphone and... Well,
0: I mean, we did okay.
1: ...putting it on the internet.
0: Except I had to fix all the problems (laughs) that I had when I recorded it the first time. So we brought on Genius James. There you go. That's going to be his nickname. G.J. G.J. That's so hard to say,
1: though. It is. (laughs) I'll fumble it.
0: And we'll just call him
1: James. Right. Six (laughs) classes in, I'll be like, G.J.?
0: Uh, it depends on how much wine I have. He might end up being Jimmy, but I can't he doesn't look like a Jimmy.
1: No, but uh, little story, when he was younger, he wanted people to call him Jimmy.
0: I'm so going to call you Jimmy from here on out. No. <laughs> yes. <No>. Jimmy Jam.
1: <laughs> um no, but that's Yes, welcome James. Sorry. <laughs> I'm already jumping back to Vegas.
0: Um but okay, so I have a love-hate relationship with Zach Bagans. The um world. love him, hate him all in the same time. I fucking love his museum, man. Really? You would love it. I bet I would. It has the perfect element of everything. It's got kind of a little bit of a haunted attraction vibe to Ooh. it. I saw the fucking di- the fucking Dybbuk box.
1: The what? Jesus. <laughs>
0: So, (laughs) So the Dybbuk box is a box that somebody had inherited from their mother and then it tore up their fucking life. And then they sold it on eBay to some like frat boys. I'm paraphrasing totally. And then the frat boys freaked the fuck out. And then they brought it to an antique store. And now Zach Bagans has it. There was actually a movie done on it, starring Jeffrey Dean Morgan, called The Possession. What? Yes. (laughs) I Keep meaning to talk to him about it because I love the divic box, and it was honestly like meeting, like a celebrity hero, walking into the same room with this. What is this like
1: Hebrew? It has written. So
0: it's it's got a a um a Jewish demon in it, allegedly. Whoa. Yeah. it's a lot. It's a big deal. I didn't feel anything when I walked in the room, though. But they've got it in a plastic thingamabobber, like a case. And it's Ooh, surrounded by sage, unburned sage. And oh. then around the sage is the salt. But the thing I, I found the most interesting that the tour guide told me,
1: well, all of us. Someone because, took a photo even though they weren't
0: allowed. Oh, there's no photos in there. Oh, that's it. Exactly. <laughs> um, but she said the sage is starting to mold. Which, and it's dried sage. It's dried sage. It's very, very cool. And it's been like the whole eBay story. I love that somebody buddy bought it on eBay. and yep. Like it killed somebody's mother and this, that. And it's crazy. So well, someday cool. I'll do a story on the Dybbuk box. Dybbuk box. Yeah. yeah.
1: I won't read anything about it for okay. that reason.
0: It's kind of amazing. And then there, have you ever heard of Peggy the doll? Yes. She was there.
1: That's cool. You text me while you were there about that one. Yes, which is super cool. And
0: they have the longest running spirit box session on the re- on the b- record books, ten months long, with the spirit box sitting next to Peggy the clown, A clown oh. doll.
1: They have it like yeah, oops, it's just going just constantly. Yeah, twenty four cool.
0: seven. She answered me. What? I said, Peggy, do you like it here? She
1: said, Nope. Well, at least she's honest. <laughs> if I lived with Zach Bagans. <laughs> what?
0: Uh, it's it's a great setup. Like I said, I I have collection envy. I respect the shit out of what he's done with that place. Oh,
1: it's super cool. And I'm not like trying to dog on Zach too much. I don't personally no. know him. It's just. I mean,
0: he's kind of the thing in paranormal. Oh, right. right. Now, I mean, they honestly. are like
1: the front runners, and they're. Yeah. I mean,
0: they've built next... a TV station around him at this point. Literally.
1: I mean, you can say Ghost Hunters was first because it was before yeah. Ghost Adventures, but Ghost Adventures really. I don't know. I feel like. Made it more like appealing to the audiences, right? And Ghost their Hunters fan base was is more just so loyal. Like researchers, yes. Whereas Ghost Adventures made it like it's entertaining, entertain,
0: and that's what that museum is—is is entertaining. That's as cool. hell. That's really cool. So I meant to look. I, I didn't get any weird vibes in the entire place.
1: Really? Well, except everything's surrounded by sage and salt.
0: One room, and I meant to call them today to figure out the name of the person who this room is built around. Um, she was a paranormal investigator. Okay, She did. I didn't stay in the room very long to figure out what it was all about because I walked in. I looked at the tour guide. I said, I have to get out of here right now. So what? I walked out. Not even kidding. I literally felt a force pushing me out of this room. I, I don't know if it was my spirit guides or what it was, but Whoa. something didn't want me in that room.
1: Question, it, before you go any further, the building that it's in, did he build the building?
0: No, it's, it was a mansion built there in the 1930s, okay. and then it was an office building, and now it's his okay. haunted museum.
1: Sorry, continue. No,
0: that's fine. Um, and then, but I, I got the gist of it before I walked out. She was a paranormal researcher. It was like one night she was trying to get the ultimate evidence, this, that, and the other, and... um, what I remember, it's burned in my retinas, is these Polaroids she took of herself throughout the evening. Started off looking like a normal girl. Uh-huh. The end of the night, it's like she lost 40 pounds what? and was completely dehydrated. She ended up dying. Uh, Polaroids, probably
1: 70s or 80s. Oh my gosh, this is going to happen to me.
0: Well, that's what my, I think that's why somebody was pushing me out of there. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. So I walked out and then. As I was walking out, they opened this doorway, and behind this doorway was all of her actual equipment she
1: used. Whoa. So the amount of shit that's just gone through yes. that and used and that it. And it was running. It was on? Yes. See, so Chris went with on me. some next level uh, shit.
0: Well, Zach, he's kind of my hero right now for this week. Um, But so my husband with me, Chris, and he stayed in the entire time looking at me like I'm fucking nuts, well. which, I mean, we know is true. <laughs> And um, and he goes, did you hear that equipment? And I said, no. I was just so worried about getting the fuck out of that room. He goes, it sounded like they were trying to contact aliens. It was like a, a weird beeping sound.
1: Like when we have it on AM?
0: I, I don't know. I wasn't in there. We'll have to ask him. But
1: you know what I mean? Because yeah. you know how when we have it running on AM? Well, Box this is, is like
0: real to real type stuff. I don't like old school, oh. like the original Poltergeist movie right. stuff. So I walk outside. I wait. Everybody comes out, and then right next to it was the staircase from the Demon House in Gary, Indiana. He had it shipped oh, there. He is next level. He is fucking awesome. I mean, he's he's my level of crazy. They tore down that house. I know, and they took the staircase, which all the rituals were supposed to have. Have you watched Demon House yet? No. It's supposed to be on Travel Channel. I think. New is Year's it on Prime? Eve.
1: Yes, it is. Is that where you watched it? I'll yeah. watch it.
0: Yeah, um, but uh, after that, I asked the lady if I could walk back into that room, uh-huh. and I did, and it literally felt like I You know the walk-in freezers? Yeah. It was that fucking cold in there. What? And the, the museum was so, so fucking hot the entire way through, and I came back out, and I looked at Chris. I'm like, why is it so cold in there? And he's like, it's not. It's hot in that room.
1: Oh, my gosh. So that was my the f- paranormal uh, so experience. the thing. That you were talking about. Remember when we were at Benton, the farmhouse mm-hmm. in Benton, Kentucky, Benton County or whatever it was? Yeah, yeah, That was like the opposite of what I had when I like went to leave the attic and go towards the stairs and mm-hmm. I was like, there's like something keeping me from keeping down there. the stairs. Keeping you there. Yeah. That's literally how it felt. Like. Yeah. It wasn't like a physical, but like.
0: It's almost metaphysical, like a force field.
1: Like, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like Star Wars level.
1: Star Wars. Totally. Um, That's so cool though. I need to go.
0: Yeah, we, uh, I want to go with you.
1: I know. But what would be awesome is if, like, Zach showed us around.
0: I know. I, I, I was going to get a hold of Aaron, then, yeah. but they were filming. So, Zach, if you're listening, man, I love what you got going on there. Not to invite
1: ourselves. And but, um, I. Oh,
0: <coughs> okay, we'll save more for later because I know we're past our 10-minute point Uh-oh. here. But um, there's, there's more stories. I love the place. I'm just going to put that out there. I even had a tarot card reading when I was
1: done. I loved it so uh, okay. much. Okay, yeah, we'll talk. About
0: it. Um, but this is our Christmas episode. It is ho,
1: Christmas ho ho ho. I know. I was like, James, can you redo the intro with like some jingle bells or something? He's like, we'll see what we can do. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, now who's going first?
1: I went first last time with okay. the Chupacabra. Chupacabra.
0: So, um did you know that Ebenezer Scrooge wasn't the first fictional character to see ghosts around Christmas time?
1: Wait. Scrooge isn't real. <laughs> I thought that was a true I thought Ebenezer was Really? Based around a true story. No, I don't think so. Oh, well, here we are.
0: Well, well, <laughs> maybe my kidding. story's true really?
1: Where I like obviously the ghost It's like ghost a Disney thing, isn't that, it? like
0: Did you think It's I a Wonderful that, Life was real too? But I
1: thought it was just go.
0: Okay. Um the telling of Christmas ghost stories was a holiday tradition in Europe for years, actually. There's the um, the song that says, There'll be scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmases long, long ago. Oh. That was the thing. Mm-hmm. At Christmas time to tell ghost stories. So let's bring that back, shall we?
1: Christmas ghost stories? Yes. Well, just mm-hmm.
0: go. Okay. Um, but I also want to add that today is... Winter Solstice. The day this episode comes out is Winter Solstice. And did you know, learn this from watching Sabrina. Have you watched it yet? No. God damn it. I don't Um,
1: watch that much TV.
0: Well, you need to. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So Winter Solstice, which I, I knew it was, you know, pagan ritual, honoring the earth and our existence and this, that, and the other, but I didn't know that it was supposed to be the day that the veil between the afterlife and our life is at its thinnest. Did you? No. So we eventually have to ghost hunt on the 21st of December.
1: I always thought it was just like a lunar cycle thing.
0: Eh, According to the pagans. Whoa. I learned it from Sabrina. Anywho.
1: Thanks, definitely.
0: So I thought I would tell you a less known tale of creepy Christmas Ghosties, other than Ebenezer, Ebenezer, Ebenezer Scrooge. This is called um, Smee. And it's by A.M. Barrage. I'm assuming that's how you say his name. And this is kind of my Cliff Notes version uh-huh. of it. Okay. I don't know if it's based on truth or a complete work of fiction. I'm assuming it's fiction, like Scrooge.
1: And this is your stronger European lore, or just...
0: um. The telling of ghost stories at Christmas time, Or no, just... This is just a story that was written in the 30s. A ghost story that revolves around Christmas. It was Christmas Eve in a very old stately home with all kinds of unnecessary passages and stairways, and 13 friends and family members gathered for Christmas dinner, laughter, games, and maybe a drink or two. One young man arrived late Christmas Eve because of work. All the other guests had arrived the day before. He knew everyone at dinner except for one tall, dark haired girl. Sure, she had just he, sure that he had just missed her name during the whirlwind of introductions just before dinner. She looked interesting, cold and clever, but not at all friendly. The man was hoping someone would speak her name at dinner so he wouldn't have to awkwardly ask her later. But unfortunately, she was sat at the opposite end of the table. The group decided after their feast to play a version of Hide and Seek, but this version was a bit different, and it is called Smee. For some reason, I can't read sideways. Let's try the glass. Oh, I can see with my glasses on. Um, The name comes from It's Me, and the rules of the game are something like this. Every player is given a sheet of paper. All the sheets are blank except for one. On that piece of paper is written Smee. No one knows who Smee is except that person. You turn out the lights throughout the house, and Smee finds a place to hide. So after a moment, the others go and try to find Smee, SME, SME, <laughs> not knowing who they're looking for. So it's kind of like hide-and-go-seek, right. reverse. After a moment, the others go and try to find Smee, not knowing who they're looking for. When you run across someone else in the dark, you challenge them by saying, Smee? And if it's someone who is not Smee, they respond, Smee. And then they go in search of the actual Smee. So you kind of get the, cool. the yeah. idea of what's going on here. Now, if the real the real Smee does not answer. Right, right, right. So once you find Smee, you just kind of hang out with Smee until everybody else comes bit. around. And then the last person to make it is pretty much the loser, and they forfeit the next game, and they have to kind of sit out. Oh, it's kind of sucks. the adult. Yeah, yeah. Kind of sounds fun. Right. And and it was an adult game apparently played in Europe. I'm not sure about that either. Um, Before starting the game, the owner of the house warned them all, if you're going to play, please be careful of the back staircase on the first floor. Um, There's a door that leads straight down them. And in the dark, someone unfamiliar might think they're walking into a room and fall straight down the stairs. A girl really did break her neck on those stairs, is what this guy said. The entire group wanted to know more about the tragedy, so he continued. He said it was about 10 years ago, there was a party, and they were playing hide-and-seek. The girl was looking for somewhere to hide. She heard someone coming down the hallway, so she ran to this doorway, thought it was going to be a bedroom, fell down the stairs. By the time they got to her, she was dead. Oh
1: my gosh, that's terrifying.
0: So... Be careful of the door is pretty much what what they were saying. So they all promised to be careful and in an uncomfortable rush began to prepare for the game. After all the lights were turned off, slips of paper were picked and the games began. You could hear all the hustle and bustle bustle throughout the house while they all looked for Smee. You would hear people challenging and answering each other all throughout the house. Smee, 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 Smee. After a while, the noise died down and the young man I spoke of earlier, who arrived late, approached the group of people sitting on the narrow stairway. He challenged and said, Smee, and no one answered. So Smee was there. So he joined the rest of the group so as not to be the last and to have to forfeit the next game. Two more people came in, challenged and joined the group until the final player came and was given his forfeit. The person who was the forfeit for the game, this game, then came out and said, I think we're all here now, aren't we? And then he lit a match and began to count the people on the stairs oh gosh. <laughs> with the entire group watching him count. He then says out loud as the match goes out, that's crazy. I'm counting too many. He lit another match, got to 12 and then looked puzzle. He then said out loud, there are 13 people here and I haven't counted myself yet. We were at 13 to begin with, just in case I forgot to say that. The group assumed that he had counted himself twice. One of them took out a flashlight and they all began to count (laughs) and counted a total of 13. Why would you use a match anyway?
1: Uh, Anyhow. Effect.
0: Um, The guy shook his head and said out loud, I swore I counted 13 of you, not including myself, twice. Twice. Then from halfway up the stairs, a party goer spoke nervously. I could have sworn there was someone sitting two steps above me. And asked the gentleman a little higher up if he had moved his spot. He responded, I thought there was someone sitting between us as well. I love the story. Wow. For a moment there was an uncomfortable silence. Everyone silently felt something unpleasant had happened and then they planned their next game. Trying to pretend like, Oh, well, I'm not scared right. and I'm not scared. Yeah, yeah. Um, The next game was about to happen. Everybody was still feeling a little easy, but was like, yeah, let's play the game. The game started again, and the group seemed louder than ever this time. Smee, 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 Smee. The young man who arrived late to the party headed to the opposite direction of the noise. After he heard Smee wasn't in that part of the house, he was searching around on the west side of the house, feeling around in the darkness and he bumped into a pair of human knees. He put his hands out in front of him, felt a soft, heavy curtain in front of a deep window with a window seat. Someone was sitting behind the curtain. Oh, no. He pulled the curtain back and challenged in a whisper, Smee? Sweet. He felt a woman's arm when pulling back the curtain. There was no answer, so he sat beside her <sighs> to wait for the others. It's not Sorry. No. It's, it's a good one, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Sitting in silence was a bit much for him. So he asked quietly, quietly, what's your name? Out of the darkness beside him, a whisper said Brenda Ford. The name didn't sound familiar. He realized this was the tall, pale, dark girl. He couldn't remember being introduced to earlier. He tried to make some quiet, small talk while they waited. She wouldn't answer, but that's really the rules of the game. Anyway, you're not supposed to talk. You're supposed to sit and wait. While sitting in silence, Finally, somebody else comes up, Mrs. Gorman, the funny lady he sat next to at dinner. She couldn't have come at a better time. Things were getting awkward. She sat down beside the two and said, Smee, and nobody answered. And she asked, Tony Jackson, is that you? That's our homeboy. Again, I cliff notes paraphrased. (laughs) You had the introductions in the real story. Um, And Tony responded, Yes, she said, are you, you're not Smee, are you? And Tony responded, no, she's on my other side. So Mrs. Gorman reached across Tony and he heard her nail scratch across a woman's silk dress. Hello, Smee, how are you? Who are you? Oh, it's against the rules to talk. Never mind. Brenda did not say a word. She turned to Tony and said, this game is starting to be a bore. I hope we don't play this all night. (laughs) Tony agreed. Um can you say something to our hosts? There's something unsettling about this game. I'm sure it's just me and I'm being silly, but I can't get over the fact that we thought there was an extra player earlier. You know, someone who just shouldn't be here. Tony confirmed. And the hosts, young son, young son, Reggie approaches shouting. Hello. Is there anyone here? Tony answered. Yes. Reggie asked if Mrs. Gorman was with him. Tony responded. Yes. Yes. Well, you've both been forfeit for the next game. What happened to you? We've been waiting for you forever, Reggie said in a huff. Uh Tony sass back, well, you haven't found Smee yet. (laughs) So Reggie combats back. You mean you haven't found Smee yet? I was Smee. At the same time, the two players that were sitting there say, no, we've been sitting here with her the entire time. The curtain was pulled back and they both looked back at Reggie and his brightly lit flashlight between Tony and the wall sat an empty space. Mm. Tony jumped up, explaining there was just somebody sitting in that empty spot and that Mrs. Gorman had both actually touched her and there was no way she could have left without them knowing. Reggie laughed uncomfortably and said, (laughs) someone's playing jokes. (laughs) Are you coming back with me or not? Uh, The two were pretty unpopular by the time they got back because this is like hours later. Yeah, Yeah. and yeah, same. Um, So the host of the party comes up to him as they're all just kind of standing around the fire, fire, and said, "Well, that was really rude to keep everyone else waiting, (laughs) and no one was very happy. No one was very happy with either of them." Tony protested, we were not alone. Well, he kind of said, well, you know, if you wanted to get Mrs. Gorman alone, you should probably, you know. (laughs) Um, He said, we were not alone. There was someone else with us most of the time. She was pretending to be Smee. It was that taller girl with the dark hair, Miss Ford. But, of course, she's refusing to admit it now because he went up to her at the party and she refused to talk to him and walked away. I'm trying to make this faster. I'm so sorry. The host stared blankly at him and said, Miss who? Tony repeated, Miss Ford, Brenda Ford. The host reached and put a hand on Tony's shoulder and said, Tony, a joke is a joke, but enough already. And keep your voice down. We don't want to worry the ladies. Brenda Ford is the name of the girl who broke her neck on the stairs. Knew it. The one who was playing hide and seek here 10 years ago. Fucking amazing story, though. Who
1: tells these stories at Christmas?
0: I know. (laughs) No wonder... Kids are so fucked up back in the day. And that's called SME by A.M. Barrage. There's YouTube videos on it. There's, you know, the, st- the full story online, not my Cliff Notes version.
1: I liked that. It was I good. It was very good. And terrifying. But, yeah. you know, like you said.
0: But you know what? You understood why I pictured all those stairs in Culbertson?
1: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we were, where were we? Oh, we didn't. Um, we were down at my mom's a little while ago, and my mom actually lives like two miles away from Culper's. Oh yeah, and I was like, "Have you?" I asked James if he had actually seen it, but we didn't drive by, so that was mm. pointless.
0: You should do a tour next time you' down there.
1: A tour, I you'll want to give somebody else a tour. <laughs> True. Um. Okay. So mine is. I'm so excited. Is more of um, like like lore. Um, oh like good, Christmas lore. Um. So. Iceland is crazy about Christmas lore. Really? Yes. And no, idea. All, I had no idea. Neither. Also, ruthless. Like, really? <laughs> yes. So, um, Iceland's obviously no uh, stranger to like darkness because at certain times of the year, it's dark it's like, like days on end, yeah, right? Yeah. And so that's why a lot of people think that they come up with all these like ghost stories, like frightening creatures, like trolls and ogres, blah, blah, blah. But there is an Icelandic tradition regarding the trickster Yule Lads and their mother Grela.
0: They were in Sabrina!
1: Yes. <laughs> but everything I read online, Sabrina doesn't do them right. Like oh, uses okay. their likeness, but not their okay. like... Because I guess oh, Grilla I is like a significant character on the show.
0: Just just for the Christmas special.
1: Makes sense. Yeah. Um, who So the Yule Lads and Grilla kidnap, cook, and eat disobedient kids. And in that legend, Grilla has a cat called the Yule Cat. Who's okay. equally terrifying? Um so Grilla wasn't directly linked to Christmas until the seventeenth century. Um and Which by is that time, the
0: sixteen hundreds math is hard.
1: Um and at that time she was just the mother of the Yule Lads. So the Yule Lads were always like a thing um, but it wasn't until the seventeenth century that they like linked it to Christmas.
0: Oh, okay. So the lore has always been around. We're not talking about when she was like st- a human.
1: Correct. Okay. Um. So apparently, Grilla has the ability to detect children who are misbehaving year round, and then during Christmas time, she comes from down from the mountains and search uh, the nearby towns for her meal. Uh, she leaves oh her cave and hunts for the children. She devours children as her favorite snack. This her- is terrible. Her favorite dish is a stew of naughty kids for which she has a ravenous appetite. Um, according to legend, there's never a shortage of food for Grilla because kids are shitheads. Well, duh. But like, we say if you're naughty, you'll get coal. In Iceland, they say if you're naughty, some old bitch is going to come out of the mountain and eat you. I
0: bet everyone is so well behaved in Iceland. I bet they right. have manners over there still. Oh,
1: but it gets better. So again, Grilla is just the mother of this larger... Family uh-huh. of sorts. Okay. So the Yule Lads are the 13 sons of Grilla, um, and each of them are named and known for a particular habit or characteristic. So, like, think the seven dwarves. The seven
0: dwarves. Right. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, most of them are depicted as like pranksters and petty criminals. Um, Icelandic children are visited each night on the 13 days leading up to Christmas by, obviously, one of each of them. So
0: it's kind of like Elf on a Shelf, but terrifying.
1: Yes. Yes. So their names, I'm going to give you all 13 names and their short Oh, I can't wait. Some of them are hilarious and you're like, what? <laughs> um, all right. So sheep coat clog. First one. What? A, a peg leg, a peg legged sheep fancier. He, uh, his fancying is impaired by his peg legs.
0: His, what, what is fancying? Is it like dancing in fancy
1: pants? I don't know. I think it might just like sheep maybe. Maybe he just like takes the sheep. Keep going.
0: It's just got to get better. Number
1: two, gully Um, hides in the ditches or gullies. There's James's nickname. Gully gawk. <laughs> um, gawk. hides out in ditches or gullies and waits for an opportune moment to run into the cow shed and lick the foam off the milk in the milking buckets. I just threw up my mouth a little bit. Gully Gully go. No, um, that's... James, I wouldn't do that to you. You... Well, and like you expect like hides in the ditches or gullies to snatch the children. Yeah. No, just no, to lick the just, foam from yeah. the milk.
0: Well, and then you said cows and then you said lick. I'm like, is he in charge of cow <laughs> You know that when your hair sticks oh up gosh. in the wrong
1: spot. <laughs> Got too much Number wine. three. <laughs> uh, Stubby. <His> name de- <laughs> <laughs> just wait. Sorry. His name denotes his stature as he is unusually short. Makes sense. If your pie pan is missing, you can bet that Stubby stole it. I guess that's what he does. Um, the next one. These and these are the actual names. Okay. Spoon liquor. Liquor and thief of spoons.
0: Oh, well, that's the one that makes the most sense so
1: far. Yep. Number five, pot scraper, a petty thief of leftovers. I,
0: I like him. Yeah. Yeah.
1: A six, bowl liquor, not to be confused with Gully Dog. <laughs> This one hides under your bed and waits for you to forgetfully put down your bowl so he can steal. And yes, lick it.
0: Okay. But is it like the bowls that they used to use for the bathroom back in the 1600s? I don't know. Uh,
1: next, door slammer. Um, if you're just about to fall asleep um, and you hear the doors, uh, door slam in the house, it's this one, door slammer. I
0: okay. don't have one of those. Um,
1: Thank God. S- Skier Gobbler. Skier is a type of yogurt in Iceland. Okay. And if you wake up and your form of yogurt is gone, you can bet it was him. Okay. (laughs) Sausage Swiper. He's going. (laughs) This is getting naughty. To steal your sausage. And this is real. (laughs) Like, and they take this shit seriously. Um, To
0: this day, they take it serious. Yep. Okay.
1: It's just like us telling kids that they'll get cold. Wow. Um, Window peeper, watching right now. The next, well, after this That's how you get murdered, by the way. Um, doorway sniffer. He uses his Jesus incredibly Christ. large nose to sniff through doors and find leaf bread, a traditional Icelandic Christmas bread. Um, These two D- are-
0: Doesn't their mother feed them?
1: These two are scary. Okay. Meat hook. Oh. Um, Shit just went south. Always brings a hook along with him so he can steal meat. Okay. Last one, Candle Stealer, which is the most terrifying. He follows children around so he can steal their candles, leaving them in the dark.
0: Ooh, spooky. I like that. He's probably my favorite.
1: Right. So now we have Grilla. We have our 13.
0: laddie boys.
1: And now the best part is their cat, who is like the main lore in Iceland, like over her and. Oh, really? This is the one that like. She didn't have a cat on Sabrina at all. So, this is the one that, like, kids in Iceland, I'm assuming I haven't talked to any, are, like, legit scared of.
0: Like, the Krampus of Iceland.
1: Right. Um, just as much kids here don't want to get, like I said, don't want to get coal. Or, yeah. like, believe that they will get coal. Kids believe this. So, and it's so, like, it's so backwards. So, at Christmas time in Iceland, families give warm clothing to each other that's, like, traditional. Okay. Yeah. Um, According to legend... The same legend. There's a, a Christmas cat who stalks the snowy countryside and gobbles up anyone not equipped for the cold or wintry weather.
0: It's just doing a service, Clayton.
1: So families in Iceland work together to ensure nobody will go to the Christmas cat. Um. So they commonly call it, like I said, the Yule cat. Yeah. The idea is that families gift each other new and warm clothes for winter um, and make essentially the Yule cat an offering like, hey, they have, like, warm clothes, this, that, and don't eat them. Um, the message is passed down to children who are taught to work hard and, like, be good throughout the year so that they aren't given to the Christmas cat or the Yule cat. But what's crazy, and, like, I was thinking about it, so if someone doesn't give you clothes, you get eaten.
0: Whether, and what child can pr- provide their own clothes? Well, These poor children. No, I'm
1: saying, like, let's oh. say I'm a child. Okay. And you're the parent. If you don't give me clothes for Christmas, I, the die. child, gets eaten. That you have no control Mm-mm. over whether it's how much.
0: I bet there are no millennials in Iceland.
1: But that's <laughs> how they get people like from a young age to like care about one another. And like. Right. You know, no, that's exactly what I just like, said. Yeah, exactly. But I was um, cut down on somebody. <laughs> and it goes back to what you said about like the goat Christmas ghost stories, um, like a common Icelandic Christmas like poem song is about Yule cat.
0: Oh Jesus!
1: Yeah, about you know.
0: So it it's like ours. The Chris, what's the Christmas story that Clark Griswold tell? The sash and the mama and her kerchief. That's like their version of that.
1: Yeah. Oh but, shit. But um, and like some of the pictures. Let me show you a picture of Grilla, which like is the equivalent of our picture of Santa Claus, like yeah. the one that's everywhere.
0: Oh. Is that baby covered in blood? It has a chunk she took out of a it. bite out of it. Who is watching For in the doorway? The oh my god, that's awful.
1: And also that's like a baby. You can't say that baby was not no, good. Like, like
0: chubby chubby just not even a year old baby. Right.
1: So Grilla, she just says
0: So this is still going yes. out. This isn't like, you know
1: No, it's
0: like those the poor children of
1: Santa Claus poor
0: Poor children instead of reindeer. And yes. they have like
1: days of darkness.
0: Oh, my God.
1: So if, I, <laughs> first off, if I hear like something in my house, I'm going to think it's... The cat! I'm going to think it's one of the... Or what? the
0: candle stealer.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then maybe he tipped off mom and the cat oh who God. all just live in this cave together. And like children's imaginations are insane, much less in the dark. Oh, my God. And in the yeah. cold, you get like cabin fever. F- fever? Look, I have it. I have it.
0: So this is the complete opposite, d- different story than they told on Sabrina. She was much nicer on Sabrina. Oh,
1: no. She eats babies.
0: Oh, she, the, she collected babies on uh, Sabrina. There's one picture I found
1: that's like a little cartoony photo that um, literally has like this rickety old woman with um, like a string sort sash around her whole body with babies all on the string. Oh, my gosh. That's terrifying. <laughs> But yeah, that is that is the Yule of yes. I love this that. whole <clears throat> terrible family. So
0: happy holidays, everyone! Happy
1: holidays! <laughs> Don't go to the Yule cat. No, get your not family close.
0: One more thing, I have to tell you: okay. my room in Vegas was haunted
1: at the Cosmo. Mm-hmm. There's no way.
0: Well, either that or the motion sensor light in the closet was going off for no reason.
1: It was the battery was dying.
0: Did Chris tell you already? No, that's what he said too. Oh, well. But it didn't happen the first two nights until I went to Zach's Museum. Oh, great. Yeah.
1: Have you saged yourself since being
0: there? I saged and um Palo Santo'd my house when I got back. We forgot to tell everybody how to find us online.
1: I know, but it's a holiday special. It's fine.
0: No, they need to follow us online, (laughs) and they and I do want to say how grateful we are because we have people listening.
1: Oh, absolutely! I mean,
0: I had no idea. I mean, for sure. So the first time we did this, we recorded like two episodes back to back, and we had no idea how great this was going to be. And it's we are so grateful for all of you, and you should follow us on the Twitter and the Insta Snap and the. Facebook page. Everything's under at Oddity Files. Also, um, make sure you check out our website. We update every time we put up a new oddiso- uh, episode of the podcast. Or, or, well, if that ever happens again. We'll see. Um, at OddityFiles dot com. And you can listen to this everywhere. And you should. And you need to tell your friends and your mother-in-law. I share it. And share it online and... Um, make sure you rate, subscribe, and what's the other thing? Download. Download. Yeah. We're getting there. Yeah. We'll eventually have this down pat we where will. we will. just it's rattle all, what, episode up. four. Give <laughs> us a break. <laughs> um, also at oddityfiles.com, you can buy merch. Merch. So. Oh, I yeah. thought of a
1: new short idea. I just wanted to say, like, quote, like a quote, ghosts are scary.
0: Uh-huh. I I want to make a gif of you in that interview uh, yeah. saying ghosts, ghosts are scary. Are scary. Yeah. <laughs> Because the whole eyebrow action is epic. Where was that? Was that at the... That the was at the Harrodsburg Herald. Herald. In Harrodsburg, Harrodsburg Kentucky. Yeah. Oh, Kentucky. <laughs> okay, it's time for me to stop drinking wine. But yeah, everybody have a great holiday. Thank you for listening. safe,
1: travel safe. Drive safe if you're driving. Um, yeah. Sit safe if you're sitting.
0: Yeah. And tell a friend. Tell a friend. We love you. Goodbye. Bye.